It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Town! What is up, everybody? Welcome on into the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm Nick Padone. Chris McNeil joins me in studio. Packed show today, Chris. We're going to start things off with two great featured interviews. First, we're going to talk to um, Bishop Sycamore. Uh, obviously, that whole fiasco that went down last year. Now the documentary is out on HBO Max. So we're going to be talking with Ben Fury. Then we're going to be talking with sports influencer Callie Bundy. Uh, talk a little bit of Tipico with her as well. After that, we're going to do some fill in the blank where I'm sure we're going to get into Browns. Week one is finally here. And then we're going to get into this game's bets, break down all the Cleveland sports headlines and odds. As always, brought to you by Tipico Sportsbook. Use promo code REFLOG150 to get $150 when you deposit $50 plus a $30 dog pound future bet. So we are going to get things underway. Chris, it's also happy Labor Day. Happy uh, happy air show here at Burke. And we're right here surrounded by it. Outside, I'm looking at, I don't know what kind of fighters, but there's fighters right out directly outside our studio. You see the sailboats out there on Lake Erie, and you, you hear all these planes just roaring by. It's it's pretty much a, a wild scene here at Burke today. So really cool, really cool to be in studio, to be out here, to be in it, to formally close summer. And now we're looking at brown season, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Brown season. Thank goodness. And it is cool having the air show right where you work. Uh, Chico and I got to go up with the U.S. Army Golden Knights. That's crazy. A casual 8,000 feet above ground. And we were both saying when we were on there, like, yeah, woke up this morning, didn't think we were going to be on a <laughs> U.S. Army plane with the with the door open 8,000 feet in the air. So super cool having the air show in town. But, Chris, week one, less than a week away, I think we have an announcement to make here with Big Play. We will. Get into it. All right. So we are going to be doing a huge tailgate party outside of Burke Lakefront Airport. You guys know that we have our studios headquartered here. We're going to do a huge big play game day type stage. Some of your favorite hosts from the big play network. Josh Cribs is going to be there. Hanford Dixon's going to be there. Chico's going to be there. Me and Reflog are yes. going to be there. So it's going to be a huge pregame show, but also tailgates going on. It's all brought to you by Tipico Sportsbook. So Tipico is going to have people on hand. We got celebrity guests in the works. Tipico is coming with different giveaways and promotional items. So you guys are going to want to have that app downloaded on your phone and ready to go for our party on 
uh, Sunday, but Chris, we're going to be building a custom community bet that they're going to boost for this thing. And I think we're going to put that together later in the show today. So just the pack show. And we have so much fun stuff in store for Sunday. And I think the biggest thing people just, people got to come down. If you don't have your plan set in stone, or even if you do, we're steps away from the stadium. You got to make a pit stop down here. And especially I'll say to those fans out there who may have watched the whole preseason. And I know we're past the Cade York stuff, Nick, at this point, but if you sat there and you watched that all those preseason games and thought, I could do better. I think I could kick a field goal. No problem. We are going to have uprights out there at our tailgate. So come out. Give yourself a shot. Let's see if you can actually beat Cade York. Be a kicker. And who knows, Nick? Maybe a future kicker of our Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mean, Dustin Hopkins is out today with like a with an illness. He missed Uh-oh. practice on Monday. Uh, so new kicker is already AWOL. So this could be your opportunity right at Burke to audition. That was take people a little bit behind the scenes. It was a crazy text that I got from Dave there on, on roster cutdown day where, where they did dump Cade and trade for Dustin Hopkins. He was like, I just ordered a field goal post and we're going to kick field goals at Burke for the tailgate. I was like, all right. So it's going to be a lot of fun on Sunday. And obviously, pretty much everybody from the network is going to be there. And we're just going to have a one big hangout to kick off this Brown season outside. And we're going to have Tony Lane, friend of show. He's going to cooking be out up. there. Yeah, cooking out. He's going to bring his barbecue. I think he's got some specials you're going to see throughout the week here of what he's going to be doing week by week through the season as he has specialties for each and every game, for each and every city. I think for Cincinnati, it may be uh, Cincinnati chili themed. So we'll see what he comes up with every week. He's obviously a fantastic cook and especially a grill master. So it'll be fun to see what he cooks up for us each week. He will be out there this Sunday. So uh, we'll see. We're going to have all kinds of fun out there. Yeah, no kidding. It is going to be, I think, something very cool in Cleveland. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, We do want to run it back week three, but you got to be there week one. Um, and we're going to be doing giveaways. Obviously, the legends are going to be signing some autographs. So you're you're going to want to be there. I know we do fill in the blank a little bit later in the show. We're talking about Tony Lane. Chris, I got to hit you with one on the early side of this thing. Go-to tailgate food is blank. What's what's the oh, goat of tailgating options? It's got to be brats. I love a good tailgate of brat. And that one is easy to transport, too. Yep. Now, to do them right, there's a lot of people who will just take brats and throw them on the grill. That is absolutely disgusting. You do never, ever, ever do that. You have got to put it in beer. You've got to boil it. You've got to put some onions with it. I was going to say, some garlic pepper, with pepper and it. onion action. Absolutely. You've got to give it its time <laughs> in that juice and in that bath. So that it all coalesces together. Then you take it from there, Nick. You put it onto the grill. You grill it up, nice brown, kind of caramelized coloring. Then you go back into the boil for a little while. Then after you're done with that, you stick it in the baggies, put it in the fridge, bring it out for the next day, and yep. bring it to your tailgate. That is how you make brats. Because when you put those back on the grill and pull those bad boys off, they've had two days that they've been working in all of that batter. And they're going to taste fantastic. And that's another. That's a big piece in all this. As tailgate season is is officially here, you never want to be the guy at the tailgate that is literally just like unzips the cooler. You got ice everywhere. You're literally just throwing raw, frozen, half frozen burgers on the grill. That's amateur hour. Like this is Cleveland, Ohio. We know we got to know what we're doing. You got to put a little bit of prep in on Saturday while the Buckeyes are on. Maybe once the Buckeyes wrap up. 
Do your prep Saturday. Get ready for Sunday. Come down. Hang out here at Burke. We've already gotten tweets and texts before this announcement was even finalized that there's going to be people camping out in the Burke parking lot starting at like 4 p.m. So Saturday is, I guess, even going to be crazy. So we'll see everybody down here at Burke Lakefront Airport. Uh, it's literally right across the street from the Muni lot. You're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. If you were disappointed by Burning Man, then come on out here. We're going to have a much better version. We are professionals. We're going to have food. We're going to have all kinds of activities. It's going to be fun. So uh, we are prepared, unlike the folks at Burning Man. Yeah. Yeah. How about that, man? It, it was like a little, it was kind of Firefest-esque, if you will. And I saw there was a fake new, it, it's since been debunked, but there was a fake Ebola outbreak right. at Burning Man. Do you man, really so. feel bad for these people, though? I mean, Generally, you got people with money who are going out to the middle of nowhere, renting like RVs for yeah. a drug fueled whatever. And it's like, I, I really can't find it in me with everything else going in the world for me to really shed a lot of tears for these yeah. folks out in the middle of the desert. Not right really, because they'll be back. I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll find their way back. It's, it's a tough week. It's an inconvenience. I felt the same way about Firefest. Like, I, and obviously, I, that was a big deal on the internet, but then when the documentary came out and all the red flags that those people should have noticed before they even stepped foot on the air, really before they even hit checkout for their tickets online, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't quit crying. I mean, come on, Burning Fest. That's that stuff. Anybody who's been to the Muni lot has been through all of that before. Yeah, all of that and more. So we'll class it up a little bit over here at Burke, but you're still going to have the great food. You're going to have all the drinks, that's for sure. And then, of course, field goal kicking. Who do you think is the best show. kicker on the show? Who do you think could get it done? You'd assume it's going to be like Josh Cribbs, special teams extraordinaire. Yeah. Right? But I, I got to feel that, that maybe there's a dark horse in our group, but I can't think of I kicked growing who it up. Could be. You could be the <laughs> I mean, one? I, I like what kind of kick? Haven't done it. Like, like place kick. Place kick. Punt. Really? I was, a, I was a way better punter. Okay. And that was, that was kind of the ultimate downfall is I really just wanted to punt. Obviously, at a small – I started off high school at a very small high school. They were like, well, okay, like, yeah, you think you're going to be, like, a, just a punter? Like, no. Like, the quarterback is the punter. Like, you got to kick. Um, and then there was a girl that wanted to kick, actually, funny enough. So I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I just my football career ended there and stuck to basketball. But I do have it have it in me to to kick. I can't wait until this documentary comes out on your kicking career. Uh, it's not a lot. It's very similar to Johnny Manson's <laughs> <laughs> zero tape. Absolutely zero, nothing. You watch zero, zero tape. tape. Yeah. Literally just me and my dad in the backyard booming punts is really what it was. But a punting contest, I'd feel confident in myself. I think the betting favorite, if we were going to put odds on it, I think Cribs, probably the best punter on the net. I mean, the best place kicker on the network. I can't really think of a dark horse. Could you? Not in our group. I don't think so because I can't kick. Dave can't kick. Right. Boom, can you kick? <laughs> I was a punter in high school for a, for a brief See? time. There you go. I'll See, bet. So there we got is. the pun we got the punting down, but the yeah. place kicking. See, anything that th that place kicking aspect of it takes a little bit more skill, yeah. and that's where you start to lose us. I feel like we have a very solid punting unit, but kicking not our strong suit. I was Chico? a dominant kickball player. How about Chico? Chico, maybe. <laughs> Although I've seen his free throw shots. Yeah. Not impressive. So maybe, maybe he didn't get it up there in the arms. Maybe it's down there in the legs. Maybe he'd surprise some people. I I don't know. 
I think Bohm's my bet here. All right, Bohm. Well, Tuesday, tomorrow at 11, when Chico's show starts, fair, forget fair or foul. I think you got you got to lead the show with that. Be like Chico. We were going through the list of people, and like outside of Josh Cribbs, you're the unknown. Like, could you hit a extra point? Yeah, well, I can mention uh, whether he's the X factor in this contest for fair or foul. I feel like that'd be a good question. Maybe we should have like a show competition here, Nick. You and I versus Bohm and Chico. That and a hot that? dog eating competition. Well, back to back. Back to back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, the big show Olympics yeah, are well, born <laughs> right here. Right. We do fantastic. it like the office. Get like some uh get some like yo plate lids and put them on paper clips and get some paper perfect. stacks for like yeah. a first place, second place, third place sort of high stand. That would be a lot of fun. The big play Olympics. Um, right there week one. But no, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm gonna be hosting the pregame show, kinda restyle from college game day. So I'll be up there on the stage and um Chico will be with me the whole time, and then we're going to kind of just go turnstile guests from there. It's crazy. Like, everybody else's Cribs is coming from TV station. Hanford's coming from literally right down on the field. Like, everybody's just descending down on Burke. So be there. And, and what's your style? I mean, it's obviously going to be a few hours show. So yeah. how do you pace yourself over that long of a span with multiple guests? I, we're going to be planned out. Like I said, this yeah. isn't Burning Man out there. Yeah. But do you, do you have kind of a strategy going in? Well, you know me, I like, you know, I kind of like to turn loose, especially Brown's game day. I'm going to be excited. Uh, you know, I'm going to want to just jump right out of the gate but i get that you can't do that it is a two-hour live pregame show that's yeah. going to stream on our on our all of our socials just like how you guys watch these youtube twitter etc so we're going to pace it me and chico kind of at the beginning going to ease people in and then as things progress have different segments built out with josh have different segments built out with hanford we're going to kind of whip around the afc north we're going to look around and do some picks around the division obviously typico is going to be there so we'll have all the up-to-date sportsbook odds lines information um so i'm gonna want to start fast but i feel like i'll i'll ease into it but definitely got to get the crowd moving a little bit and two we'll have to pull this out on the uh on the stage the turnover the, bone the turnover bone so did you go out and order one of those for the station we were actually kind enough to be delivered nice. our own tail tailgate bone turnover bone um, from Nicole, Dog Pound Diva 3 on Twitter. Uh, she actually makes these. We were talking about on the show last yeah. week. She made these. She was able to get in touch with Tony Fields, who was able to bring one kind of on the field in that last preseason game, turn it into the turnover chain. She saw what we were doing. She was like, you know, we got to get this in studio for you guys. And then I said, well, wait until you see the tailgate outside and what that live show looks like. Get the turnover bone right on stage. We got the top dog on the network. And these are obviously for a really cool cause too, because they, all the money that she makes from making these, she's putting into like central Ohio uh, playgrounds and what have you. So super cool. And uh, we'll totally be breaking this out. That's fantastic. stage. Another cool thing we got coming into the season. This is the first season where we're going to have full-on betting. Yeah. All year yeah. long, 
for football. I mean, we already started in college, obviously, last week and with week zero. Now we start in the pros. So we not only have the Browns, and we're going to have some fantastic bets that we're going to be doing around the Browns, but going all around the NFL. You talk about fantasy, bringing people in where you're interested in games you weren't normally. Yeah. Now we take that to the next level, Nick, because we're looking at games that I wouldn't even think about, but you see a line, you see a value out there, and all of a sudden, some random NFC game that you would otherwise have never even flipped on the TV for, you're now sitting there watching, living and dying for every single play. Yeah, yeah, the parlays are going to be a plenty, that's for sure, and we'll be cooking them up on this show, we'll be cooking them up on all the big play shows, so stay tuned with us all football season long while we wait for our guests to join the stream. Boom, what do you say we get started with a little bit of fill in the blank. Alrighty, so we got you guys ready for our tailgate. I mean, we are almost a little over 15 minutes into the show. Time for us to actually talk a little bit of Browns football because this is going to be the first real in-game action that we get to see a lot of these guys suit up for the Browns. Obviously, it's Deshaun Watson's first whole season, but also newcomers Zadarius Smith, Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman, Chris the new Browns player that I am most excited to see on Sunday is the guy we were all looking for in the offseason, D-Hop. Dustin, Dustin Hopkins. Hopkins. Yes. <laughs> we're going to have a kicking game. Let's go. I'm telling you, we got some exciting, like you said, some new exciting players. We got new defensive end. We got help at the wideout. But at the end of the day, Nick, I was so concerned after this preseason and going into the preseason about the kicking game because we keep talking about winning at the margin. Didn't think it was solidified. I am hoping it is solidified now. So I am going to be watching every field goal. I'm going to be staying for every single extra point as every other Browns fan is in the Cleveland area for sure. Because we got got to make those in order for us to be winners this year. We got to win at the margin. D Hop, you're my man. You're the guy who's going to make that happen. Yeah, he's got to be good. He does. He has to be. I feel like my buddy said it best in in our group chat this morning. Obviously, Dustin Hopkins didn't practice on Monday due to a sickness, but he will be ready for Sunday. We think. He said he's got a long leash until September 10th. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I would go to argue that that's not that long of a no. leash if it ends on Sunday. So obviously, the kicking game is going to be one to watch. The one that I'm going to be watching the closest is Zadarius Smith. I mean, yeah. he looked really good all preseason long and that was without Miles Garrett so I'm very excited to see what this defensive line can do with Jim Schwartz we know that the run was an issue last year well the Bengals have a formidable running back out there in Joe Mixon we know what Burrow is capable of in that passing game and I think we've seen that that's the key to beating him is kind of get him under dress get him under some pressure the secondary is much improved so I think a big piece of that's going to be Zedarius Smith Miles Garrett up front getting that push on Joey B. And, and you're going to have Jim Schwartz running his famous nine wide or wide nine out there, having the personnel that he wants. So if we can get after Joe Burrow, create some turnovers, that's where the Browns are going to win this ball game. So it's going to be interesting to see what that piece of adding to the defense, not only a defensive end, but then across that entire front, which we talked about is so soft going into the yeah. offseason and so improved now in the offseason. Um, that that's really where we're going to win win or lose this game defensively. How about this? We'll get a little bit off base here. 
What'd you make of that Juan Thornhill tweet? Tweeting at Chris Jones, Darius Smith replied with an eyeball emoji, trying to stir the pot a little bit. Who was stirring the pot? Or was it you, Nick, trying to stir the pot? Because there was a little bit on social media that maybe you were trying to be Adam Schefter, breaking news, not breaking news, passive-aggressive guy on Twitter. Yeah, there was a little rift, I would dare to say, even on Sunday <laughs> out there on the Twitter streets. And we, we had just some people upset with me. I just have been trying to have a little bit of fun on a Labor Day weekend. I saw Juan Thornhill was having some fun. Zadarius Smith was having some fun. And then, hell, Chris Jones put out a yeah. tweet right after that, kind of joining in the fun, too. So, God, Nick Padone throws out a couple eyeball emojis and the pitchforks come out, baby. People are pissed. This is Browns football. This is important <laughs> this is stuff. No joking matter. That's right. No joking matter on social media. No one knows that as much as I do. Shame you have to on me. deal with the wrath for Shame a on me. I'll never do it again. All right. We are going to continue our fill in the blank, but I think it is time for our first featured interview of the show. It's all presented by Labatt. Boom. Let's bring them in. It's time. Streaming live. Alrighty, today on the line, we are joined by former director of officiating and sports management at the OHSAA, Mr. Ben Ferry. Ben, what is going on? Welcome on in to the Reflog Show. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for hopping in here. And we're obviously excited to talk to you. You know, we watched the Bishop Sycamore documentary. What was that like, you know, being such a pivotal piece of that? And then when you see that come out, obviously, we'll, we'll jump into the story a little bit uh, later in the show. What was it like seeing yourself in a documentary like that and just the magnitude of what was going on with this whole situation? Yeah, it was it was a pretty surreal experience, especially going through all the recording. You know, we probably shot 20 hours worth of footage wow. uh, and, you know, it's going to be a 90 minute documentary that you're not the main star of. So you're going through a lot of work for, I don't know what, maybe 10 minutes of screen time total that I was on there. So it was pretty wild to look through it all and see, you know, what they what they chose to include, what they left out and. I helped a lot on the back end as well with some research and fact checking for them. So I, I kind of was kept apprised of the project as it went along. Um, and it was one of those things that you never really thought was going to happen until it finally actually came out and happened. So when did you realize that there was something a little bit fishy going on with Bishop Sycamore? And did you ever think that it could blow up into such a national news story that it became? Uh, I did. When it when it first started, I thought this was going to be a huge story. I worked at the OHSAA and I was also a journalist on the side. So I thought like, this is insane. This is going to blow up. I'm going to feed this story to one of my journalist friends because I'm too close to it to write it myself. Right. And they'll get huge. And this will be, you know, this this big, you know, award winning story. And that didn't happen. <laughs> and so I was. Uh, surprised that nobody wanted to pick up and run with the story. Um, and then obviously as the years went on, I thought, well, clearly nothing's going to happen with this. So to uh, sort of be vindicated uh, about, you know, four years after the whole scandal started that it does in fact blow up. It is a national international story with a, a documentary made by Academy award winning directors. Um, I got a book deal out of the whole thing. It's like, yeah, this is Damn. what I thought would happen year one. 
Yeah. And if this had happened year one, we wouldn't have had all the issues that we did the next three years. Was was there a moment, Ben, early on where you're like, okay, there's something really odd here, but you didn't know that it was this big yet? Yeah. So when it when it first started, I mean, it was fishy from the get just because Roy Johnson lied too big. He he didn't realize sort of the absurdity of what he was saying when he said, like, we have a school year one with 750 people. I'm like, no, you, you don't. That's absurd. <laughs> At the time, I thought that maybe he had a school with like 70 people and was throwing a zero on the end to try to make himself look bigger. I, I didn't realize that there was no school at all until I actually went to visit the site. And that's when it sort of like, that's what kicked it to the next level. Now, have you had any direct dealings with Roy? Um, is this somebody you've actually talked to or is this you had a secondary contact with him? Yeah, this is somebody that I spoke to directly, but not since back in 2018, um, because back then when COF Academy was the name of the school before they trans just in, transitioned into Bishop Sycamore, um, COF Academy, you know, not only were they lying about being a school, but they were trying to obtain OHSA membership. So we had some some phone calls, some email exchanges uh, to try and just obtain some very baseline information that a school would need to join the OHSAA. Uh, very quickly, Roy ceased contacting me because he doesn't like when people ask him direct questions that he has to provide an answer for. He likes to be able to weasel out of things. Uh, so I had not spoken to him directly since way back in 2018. Um, we sort of saw each other indirectly in passing at the Tribeca Film Festival uh, for the deb debut of the documentary. Uh, but other than that, have not uh, really interacted with him uh, directly in a while. So for those of us that have seen the documentary, Bishop Sycamore, know that Roy Johnson, I mean, is just this bigger than life type of personality and is also, quite frankly, a scumbag and somebody who is, uh, you know, is, is not very truthful at all, to put it mildly. What was he behind the scenes? Was it the same type of individual behind the scenes as we saw across our TV sets? Absolutely. I mean, that is Roy perfectly distilled. That is how he talks to everybody. Uh, that is how he interacts with everybody. He tries to charm you. He tries to win you over. Um, he doesn't doesn't really ever turn it off. I mean, it doesn't matter who he's talking to. If, if he's trying to scam, uh, you know, a grandma out of $10 or if he's trying to scam the head of ESPN, he's probably talking to them the same way. Wow. You know, and a lot of this kind of all took off there when Bishop Sycamore played that nationally televised game on ESPN against IMG. What's the weirdest thing that you've learned about that program? Uh, the weirdest thing I've learned about IMG? No, about Bishop oh. Sycamore and their, their endeavor to get on ESPN. Yeah, so, I mean, there's it's so hard to distill, like, what would be the weirdest thing about Bishop Sycamore. I think probably the, the weirdest thing is that they would bring in players that nobody has ever met before. So, like, the IMG game day, they had people show up that day that they have never met before. Wow. <laughs> How were they able to get on ESPN in the first place? I imagine, like... Some random school just can't call up Disney and be like, hey, put us on. Like, how, how'd that come to be? So the way that came to be is ESPN had this thing called, you know, the High School Football Showcase. They outsourced that. They have a, a company that they have to fill that time slot. So that company sets up IMG playing at Canton Hall of Fame should be a pretty desirable thing. Yeah. And then they cannot find an opponent. Nobody will play them. They cannot find a single school in Ohio or the country. 
that will come to play IMG. So uh, some people that don't have good morals say, well, I'll offer the game to Bishop Sycamore. And Bishop Sycamore, because it's Roy Johnson and he doesn't care and doesn't understand what he's signing up for, says, yeah, absolutely, we'll do that. <laughs> and so ESPN is trusting this company that they outsourced it to, which is reasonable and understandable. The company that they outsourced it to is trusting their employees to be ethical, which is, again, understandable to an extent. Uh, and then, obviously, that didn't happen. Um, and the hardest part for me is, you know, I can excuse a lot of things that occur um, in, in my jobs. Like, you're going to see bad stuff happen all the time. I, I don't expect bad things not to happen. They always will. What I like to judge people by is their actions afterwards. After the bad thing has happened, what have we done different? And unfortunately, you know, I can't speak for ESPN. Maybe they've stopped working with that company. I don't know. But that company didn't fire the guy that scheduled the Bishop Sycamore game. So it doesn't seem to me wow. like there have really been any consequences outside of public shaming wow. that might prevent this kind of thing from happening again. Well, yeah, and it seems like even with the state of Ohio, you had Mike DeWine step in and kind of do some saber rattling right off the bat and say, hey, this is never going to happen again. And then at the end of the documentary, you find that, no, really, we're handcuffed in the state of Ohio right now. There's not much we can do. If I want to, tomorrow I can start up my own religious school and I can go play a game, play a, a football game, a, a high school game against whatever the opponent is in Ohio. Isn't that right? That is absolutely correct. And so there's sort of really two parallel paths here that I like to lay the blame on. One is the legislature in Ohio. The Ohio Department of Education said, here are seven things that should happen, laws that should be changed or created to ensure that this type of thing doesn't happen again. Uh, Governor DeWine sort of rubber stamped those, said, I will sign any seven of these that make it to my desk. The legislature has not done anything. They have not even proposed one of those seven recommended changes. Wow. Now, I am well beyond hoping that the government is ever going to come in and help us. So I'm not necessarily holding my breath for that. I then turned some more of my ire to an organization like the OHSAA. They allow you to play anybody. Uh, a school could go play the Browns if they wanted to. That is unique. There are 51 state associations like the OHSAA, the 50 states in Washington, D.C., it is incredibly uncommon to let your member schools play anybody. The OHSA could simply make a rule that says you can only play schools that are members of their state associations. So if it's an Ohio-based school, they have to be in the OHSAA. If they are in Kentucky, they have to be in the KHSAA. That would be a very simple change that, at the very least, would help prevent a Bishop Sycamore thing from happening in Ohio. So let's at least do that. Let's get it out of here at the right. very least. So and we haven't even been able to do that yet. So that begs the question, are there other teams that exist right now in Ohio that are in a Bishop Sycamore type of situation? It's possible. I'm not personally aware of any. I think it's also incredibly rare for someone to try to pull this sort of scam in football just because of the struggles of football the, the amount of money that has to go into the program, like you need helmets, you need pads, you need so many different things. You're yeah. going to have a hard time scheduling because teams only play one game a week, unless you're Bishop Sycamore. Uh, so I think that the more common times that you see a scam like this is in basketball. Very cheap. Basketball uniforms, you know, kids get some shoes, you're good to go. Uh, soccer would yeah. not be super uncommon either. Uh, less popular of a sport, less money in that. So you don't see that much here. 
So could there be like a basketball prep program that actually isn't doing any schooling and is running around doing this sort of thing? Sure. But if they are doing that, they're at least smart enough to not be doing it on ESPN and having it all blow up in their faces. It's incredible. So now that the it, this documentary has come out and you've kind of blown up, what, what what's next with you? What what are you doing now? And you're doing the big media circuit. You're obviously on with us, so you're already hitting the big boys right off the bat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, it's, it's been pretty much nonstop media phone calls, um, interviews in every major outlet that you can think of because the documentary got some great press. Um, the, we also, uh, Andrew King and I, who's also in the documentary, we co-wrote a book, Friday Night Lies, the Bishop Sycamore story, wow. uh, which is out now wherever books are sold, uh, that really dives into all the, the various details that a 90 minute documentary just doesn't have time to cover when you're trying to cover a four year scandal. Um, me personally, I work at, uh, the Ohio state university now as a civil rights investigator. So I'm still out there doing investigations, and who knows? Maybe we'll get another documentary a couple years from now about something or other. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This doesn't sound good for my Buckeyes. You're not working on anything right now, are you, Ben? Uh, if I could, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. <laughs> That's not a great answer. <laughs> ben, thanks so much. Last one from me before we get you out of here, kind of bring this convo full circle for us. How frustrating was it at the time? You know, now, obviously, we're able to kind of joke about this a little bit. But at the time, I'm sure there had to be some frustrating moments where it was almost like you were seemingly the only person that knew, or at least that cared, that this Bishop Sigmore thing wasn't legit. How Just how frustrating was that then? Yeah, it was super frustrating, and it's still super frustrating because at the time, um, especially when this was ongoing, there were some things that I knew that I couldn't prove. Right. So I sort of understood to a point um, that they were still getting away with things because I understood the importance of being able to prove things. Then uh, in 2021, when I was able to finally prove a lot of it, when I was finally able to prove the existence of some of their players and that they were over the age of 20, when I was able to prove that they had players playing with active felony warrants, that Roy Johnson himself coached in the IMG game with an active warrant out for domestic violence, um, when I was able to prove these things, and then nothing happened anyway. And I came to the realization that it wasn't because people didn't believe me. It's because they didn't care. That is what really became disheartening. And then even now, you know, these schools that played Bishop Sycamore, knowing full well that it was a scam, St. Ignatius, St. Ed's, Archbishop yeah. Hoban, Maslin, Washington, they knew and they scheduled them anyways. Nobody there lost their jobs. No one even there got like a, a, a day's suspension. You know what I mean? Like there's no consequences for these people that enabled a con artist to ruin young men's lives. And in fact, in my book, Friday Night Lies, we do an interview with the head of Archbishop Hoban, who says he doesn't regret playing Bishop Sycamore. And it's like, if you don't regret ruining young men's lives as the head of a Christian school, we got some issues here. And that's still disheartening for me to this day. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Tell everybody, Ben, where could they where could they follow along with you? Where could they get the book and just keep keep in touch with all that all that is Bishop Sycamore? Yeah, you can you can follow me on Twitter at Ben Furry. Uh, the book is available wherever books are sold: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, your local book retailers. Available everywhere. Cool. Thank you so much, Ben, for hopping on with us, and uh, it was it was a blast. Thank you a bunch. My pleasure. Thanks, Ben. Ben Free, ladies and gentlemen, what a what a interview, what a story, really, that went into this whole Bishop Sycamore thing. And 
we got the guy kind of the kind of the catalyst behind exposing it all on air with us, Chris. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and and like we talked about there in the interview, it's just amazing to me that nothing has been done. No, nothing has been done. You and I, we're gonna start up a team tomorrow. You know, we're I gonna was go at, play Ignatius. I was at a Bishop Sycamore game. Were you really? I was at the Hoban game. No kidding. Yeah, I was working for local access TV. You brought a whole camera crew out, announcers, wow. the whole nine. We thought it was a little odd how just unbuttoned up they were. Um, you know, no no real roster. Uh, we were kind of just. The, like our announcers up in the booth were straight just reading numbers like for some of the kids everything was backwards we didn't really think anything of it though kind of to ben's point sometimes some of these inner city schools that's kind of just how they're run you know even though they are legit so it wasn't super uncommon for us it was just oh a little bit of an unbuttoned up school but no we did a whole production around bishop sycamore a school that's that didn't wild. exist and for the most part Kind of like what Ben said, just didn't think anything of it. Like, here's just a seeing history. That wasn't that well off. And I think they got their doors blown off in that game, too, yeah. against Hoban. So it was even more so, like, just to the back of the memory box when, okay, it's a running clock the whole second half in OHSA. Yeah. Like, I was in college at the time. So, really, I'm thinking about getting out there, you know getting back to Kent for Friday night, whatever happens beyond football on Friday. So I certainly didn't think anything of it. And then nobody else did. And then obviously when this story came out, like the group chat of all of us that worked that night was like, what? So by the crazy. way, the, the running clock in OHSAA games, one of the best things ever. One of the best. You got to see it covering it. Wait until you're a dad. Yeah. You will you will thank your lucky stars for the running clock. It was awesome covering it. Because like I said, you know, a lot of the games Friday nights, like I'm literally just staring at my Apple Watch. Like, when could I get out of here? It takes me, you know, 30 minutes to get back from Aurora to Kent. And, you know, what time will be I be able to beat up with my buddies? Oh, it'd be awesome if Aurora got an easy, you know, Aurora, an Aurora Twinsburg where you knew Aurora was going to be up 30 in that second half. And that clock just moves, baby. There's nothing quite like it. All right, so we are going to be joined momentarily by our second featured interview in Cali Bundy. Should we continue with some fill-in-the-blank? Let's go. All right, let's go with this one. Kind of keep talking some Browns. The Browns will win on Sunday if blank happens. What do you say, Chris? Uh, if we get turnovers. I think turnovers are going to be the key. Yeah, there you go. You've got the chain right there. We need to create some turnovers in this game. We need to get after Joe Burrow. We've got to create um, some madness in the backfield, which is exactly what Jim Schwartz was brought in to do, uh, was to come after the quarterback. You know this division. You've got some good quarterbacks. You've got some – in the Bengals' case, you've got a line that's got some question marks. Yeah. Right? So we can get after this guy and then put it on their receivers to make plays and put it on our secondary then to also make plays, get those turnovers, turn the field, and get it back to our offense, and then it's up to Watson. I, and I think there's always something to be said in week one. Or really, I think people always say, like, the first three, first four games of the year, teams kind of start slow. And Joe Burrow is coming off that injury that he suffered in training camp. We obviously thought there was a time where maybe it was something very serious. Thankfully, it's not but he didn't play all preseason long so if right. there was a game for Jim Schwartz to get some pressure on Joey B and let the guy 
guys in the backfield, Cook, it would be this week. I'm going to go ahead and kind of double down with Chris a little bit and say the Browns will win on Sunday if Denzel Ward plays. He's in concussion protocol right now. That's obviously very serious. He suffered that concussion uh, in the last preseason game against the Chiefs. So he's been in concussion protocol for a minute. And we kind of need 21 back there to create some of those turnovers if all this is going to work out like we're hoping that it will. Yeah, like we say, winning at the margin. That includes special teams play as well as turnovers. And that's what I'm going to be looking on. I'm going to be keying on that this entire season, and it starts in week one. And if you're going to have this defense go, if you're going to have the Browns go, it's all going to start with turnovers. Yep, and it is going to be something – Week one, we'll be here at Burke Lakefront Airport. We're going to be talking with somebody else who I believe will be in Cleveland for week one, the Battle of Ohio. It is Callie Bundy. Boom, hit that music. Let's bring her in here. All righty, we are now joined by former D1 softball player, sports and fitness influencer, and fellow Tipico Sportsbook ambassador. It is Callie Bundy. Callie, thanks so much for joining us here on the Big Play Reflog Show. What's up? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. So, Callie, let's start here. You originally went viral for throwing footballs. You know, that some of the some of those throwback IG videos of you just lacing them up and letting them go. Just how different is throwing a football than throwing a softball? Kind of how you you know, in in the sport that you played D1. It's actually much different and much more different than I even realized. Like <laughs> I I self-taught myself how to throw a football. No one ever taught me. So I just converted my softball throw into throwing footballs. And like the only, the only way I would know if I was throwing wrong was if I was like throwing ducks and flipping my wrist like it was a softball. <laughs> well, you know, here in Cleveland, we haven't had that many accurate quarterbacks. Uh, what did you do to kind of develop that accuracy? And do you have a favorite like trick shot that you filmed um, in all of the videos that you've done? Yeah, so the accuracy has always come naturally to me. So I was a pitcher and I played third third base and um, I could always throw hard and accurate. That was actually the easy part for me. Um, and a favorite trick shot? I mean, they're they're all like they're all fun. I like the variety of doing them. Um, but I think, and it kind of depends. Like the stuff on the run is really fun. Um, any, like any of the, the early stuff I did was probably my favorite. Cause it was like when it was first starting and like people were super into it, but then like probably the coolest one was when I got invited to Yankee stadium and like, it was like, you know, fully shut down and we were doing trick shots there for their pinstripe ball. And it was like, you know, promotional for it. And I'm like standing there in Yankee stadium, looking around, like, obviously like one of the most iconic baseball stage like stadiums ever and um there i am just throwing around footballs at targets and doing trick shots so that was that was pretty awesome so for the people that are out there kaylee who don't know uh exactly what you do take us back what is the origin story of all of this trick you know shots and 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 everything that you do on social yeah so 
the football i'll bring you back to like when football started so playing softball in college yeah right um we had a fall ball season and it's obviously our regular season but when fall ball ended we had like a month where we really didn't have like double sessions and i had a little extra time so we would me and my friends would play pickup football games and none of us like really knew what we were doing we're all athletes but obviously you know we were females so none of us played football because it wasn't an option so I started throwing the football around and I was like, oh, hey, I can throw a pretty good spiral. So like, I'll be the quarterback. And ever since then, I've just always had a football with me, always was trying to get people to play catch. Like, I just like it. I just like the way the, it feels when the football comes out of my hand. Like there's nothing more satisfying to me <laughs> than having a good throw, like a good football throw, like that spiral, like hitting the target. Like it's like, it's addicting for me. So yeah. Then fast forward, you know, my like regular sports ended, um, you know, I was done with college sports. I started getting into fitness competitions and then I did that for like five or six years. And I got, I got bored because there was no real athletic component to it. Right. So I was filming a food giveaway. I had started building my social following, like with my fitness, um, competitions. And so I was doing, I had like a food sponsor and they had sent me some food in a box and I went out and I took the box and I, I just wanted to play football. I wanted to like go out and throw the football around, but all my friends were like grownups and had regular people jobs. So I was like, no, nobody can go out. I'm like a Tuesday at 11 and throw at me. So I was like, how can I get creative? Like, how can I throw the football around without having, you know, someone to catch for me? So I took the cardboard box that the food came in for this giveaway and I threw the football into the box and was just like, Hey, enter this giveaway, whatever. And I just did it purely because I wanted to throw the football, but the reaction to that video was so strong and mostly negatively strong. Like people were like, there's no way you could throw like that. You know, the ball, like, cause it bounced in, it went into the box and then it bounced out and people were like, it didn't even go in. It bounced over it. And I'm like, what? I wouldn't post something in the fake like that. So then, they were like, you know, do it again. So then I started setting it up and then it was like a whole thing where, you know, I had to film it. So it was like the me, the target, the ball never left the frame. So I'd be out there, anything I could do because people were like, oh, you're editing it. So it all had to be in one clip. And then people were like, oh, I bet you can't throw on the run. I bet you can't do this. And it just kind of kept growing more and more and more as more challenges kept coming. And then, yeah, like, you know, it ended up going viral and it was like, like ran the gamut, you know, it was like house of highlights, bleacher reports, bar stool, you know, Fox sports, all this stuff. It was like all over the place. And it was like, my life was forever changed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. On another piece of kind of your content journey is you're like us now kind of tied in with typical sports book. I know you went to the UFC card that was just a couple weeks ago with the Sean O'Malley fight. And that, I think that was your first boost and it hit. How cool was that? that was super cool and especially yeah my first like live ufc event my first boost and it hit like and boston is just such a great sports sports city like they're super passionate and so even like the fan experience like sitting there with them like people were going nuts um so it was like it was just an amazing time well you're i think you're coming up to another great sports city on sunday right are you coming up here for week one I am. Yes. I'm so stoked. Have you been to Cleveland before? Yeah. So my family actually used to live in Ohio when we were little. Whereabouts in Ohio? I got to ask the question. Yes. So I believe 
It was outside of Cleveland. Okay. It was Parm Parma. Parma, yeah. Parma. Yes. That's not yes. too far. No, not at all. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So my uh, my dad was doing his residency there. So we were out there and um I guess he liked it. He wanted to stay, but we all all of our cousins were everything. We're back where we came from. So we came back. But yeah, so I haven't been to Cleveland in a long time. All right. Well, here is a formal invitation. Um, We kind of just announced at the beginning of the show that we're going to be doing this whole huge tailgate type watch party, pregame show, you name it. Callie, you are more than welcome to join us down here at the Big Play Studio um, before the game. Do whatever you want content-wise. We will have footballs. We also will have a field goal post. So if you want to try to audition for the Browns kicking job, we have a quarterback tied down, we think, but the kicker (laughs) could still be a little shaky. We're going to be doing a field goal contest. We're going to have a big game day set up. So you're more than welcome to come join us uh, week one here down at Burke Airport. Callie, how is your kicking? We, We all know you got a good arm. Can you kick? Yeah, football. So I played soccer too. I played oh, soccer, basketball, and softball through high school. So um, I can kick a soccer ball. I've never actually tried kicking a football. And this might be go. the perfect opportunity. There we go. So is that a yes? Then, we'll know, see like, you week it, one? That's a yes. I'm so down. Yeah. Like activities, <laughs> yes. football, Cleveland, like all the things. I'm so down for that. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Kicking the field goal, maybe our future kicker right here if things don't work out with AHOP. Yeah, yeah. If things don't go well with Dustin Hopkins, uh, <laughs> Callie, keep your phone nearby because Andrew Barry and the Browns could be calling. I'm I'm ready. Like I, you know, like my philosophy is I stay ready so I don't have there to get ready. So like one call, I'm in. Just get me my uniform. Look at that. And all it took was one <laughs> Zoom call to get Callie to Cleveland to our tailgate with Tipico week one. So we want to see you guys there too. Callie, thanks so much for joining us on the show. And it sounds like we'll be seeing you Sunday. Yes. Yes. I'm so stoked. (laughs) All right, cool. See you Sunday, Callie. Thank you. Thanks, Callie. All right. You're welcome. All righty. Callie Bundy from Tipico Sportsbook. Obviously all sorts of great content. Go follow her across socials at Callie Bundy to go follow along with what she's doing. But man, you, you see the excitement for this tailgate just growing and growing and growing and bringing more people in. So uh, Callie will be here now Callie. Sunday, too. Yep. Proud Pride of Parma. <laughs> pride of Parma. <laughs> Even if she, she might not quite own it. own it, but she is now. <laughs> the Pride of Parma. Callie Bundy. All right. It is time. We are going to continue talking week one. Boom. Let's get us ready for some big play bets this week. Ride that momentum from Callie's interview. All righty. The week is here. Browns week one. And if you haven't downloaded Tipico Sportsbook yet, what are you doing? Tipico lets you bet on all the biggest sporting events all year round. MLB's been in full swing for months. College football's back. But what we are most excited for, the NFL. 
L is here. The season kicks off this week. And with Tipico, you can bet traditional lines like spreads and totals, but they also have so many cool player props, same game parlays, futures. You got to download it to hear what I'm talking about. They're going to be doing a ton of fun promotions for us this Brown season. So if you're a Browns fan, if you're a Cleveland fan, if you're anywhere in Ohio, download Typico Sportsbook now. When you do, use promo code REFLUG150. REFLUG150. Deposit 50. You're going to get $150 of bets on us plus that $30 dog pound future. You got to be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we get to look at Browns Bengals this year, let's look at some season-long Browns bets that Tipico is going to offer. We're going to go through these rapid fire, kind of like uh, RIP Bob Barker on the on the Price is Right. You know, to just go through these bets on the show game show style. Browns to make the playoffs is currently plus money on Tipico, plus one ten. Chris. Browns making the playoffs? Oh yeah! Come on, as we sit preseason, yes, yes, we're at week one now. Let's go, Browns in the playoffs. I love it. I don't love the value on that play though. Plus one ten. I mean, plus money on the Browns, which we think is the most talented roster that we've seen in quite some time. We talked about the additions on that defense with Cedarius Smith, yeah. Jim Schwartz, but offensively, you got Elijah Moore, another weapon. You got David Njoku still on that big contract is going to be a big weapon for Deshaun Watson. Plus money on the Browns. If they're as good as we are thinking that they're going to be and as we've been hyping them up to be, then... Plus money on them just to make the playoffs should be good. I didn't say win the division, win the AFC North, make it to the Super Bowl. You could sneak in there as that last wild card spot, plus 110. There you go. That's right. The NFL is letting more teams, uh, you know, back old school. You would have had to win, win the division. Now with so many teams in, I get it. I get it. So there you go. Get your money down. <laughs> All right, let's go with this one. Browns to win the AFC North. Now, if you want to talk value, there's yeah. a little bit of value in this play. It's four to one plus four hundred on Typico Sportsbook. What are we thinking? Who wins this AFC North? I think it's amazing. We're we're plus four hundred, and you look behind us. What are the Steelers at right now, Nick? Plus five hundred. The Browns are a better shot to make the playoffs according to Tipico right now than your Pittsburgh Steelers. That is fantastic. I love it. as we sit here on Labor Day right now. <laughs> that makes me feel pretty feel good. Sweet. Nick. Yeah. I mean, I, and it looks like you know the Bengals are still the team to beat, and I believe that they are. And that's going to start on Sunday, right? Yep. We'll see where we're at. It's nice that right off the bat you get to see you know where you're at in the division. You get to play the best. If you're going to be the best, you got to play the best. You got to beat the best. And that's the first chance that we're going to get. And it is such a cliche, but man, Chris, the, fee the, the buzz that would be around Cleveland, if you could somehow beat the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow to go 1-0 and yeah. in your home opener, 1-0 and in the division, and then you got a long week before Monday night before you get ready for the Steelers in week two, this is a big game for the Browns. And the start of this season is going to be a big deal for the Browns because if you could get hot this year, 
year with how difficult this schedule is out of the break. You go from the Bengals to the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Tennessee back at home should be a dub, but then you got the Ravens a couple times. You got the 49ers in there. If you could start off hot this year, there will be some believers come the second half of that season. And you know how hard it is in this league to win week one, and especially us here in Cleveland. Yeah, we yeah. knew what a big push it was Cade last York year. Miracle. That's right, against uh, Baker Mayfield down there in Carolina, and it took that miracle for us to win that game, and that was the first in years. And uh, since we've been back, it's been ugly. So to get off on the right foot, it, division foe, and not only a division foe, but the one who's projected here to win the division, that would be huge. All righty. The big tamale. Browns to win the Super Bowl. 30 to 1 on to Now go. there's your value pick, Nick. Let's go. You look around the other teams that are ahead of the Browns. The Seahawks have the same exact odds as the Browns, 30 to 1. The Browns are going to be better than the Seahawks. The Jaguars, 25 to 1. The Chargers, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Jets, the Cowboys, Bengals, 49ers, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs. All have better odds on Typico Sportsbook to win the Super Bowl than the Browns. I know there's a lot of people that like to just do it every year just in case. 30 to 1 on this squad, it wouldn't be that bad of a bet. Now I get that it's a long shot, but if you're looking to have some fun all season long, there's a way to do it. And it could also not even be your money because if you download it with that Reflog 150 promo right. code, that could be your $30 dog pound future. Go big with those 30, that, that future bet that they're giving you uh, for kind of free a charge there and, and put it on the Browns. 30 to 1. That would be a nice little return there on Typico. It's kind of wild to me because now we've got the real Deshaun Watson playing for us. Last year we had six games and it was a, just a weird season coming off the suspension and getting reacquainted. You know, I and Jacoby played so well. It was, yeah. it, it, there were just so many elements that were just weird about it. But you look at teams like the Jets that have jumped up there. Right now they've got, what, the seventh best odds to yeah. win the Super Bowl by the addition of Aaron Rodgers. Well, by the way, we added Deshaun Watson last year, and, and it's really going to come full circle this year because we didn't get to see we the full-on through those six games. So this could be a value play if, you, if you're picking the Browns. Go with your heart, and I think there's a little bit of your head in it this year because of all the additions the Browns have made in the offseason. <laughs> Absolutely. It's time. Browns versus Bengals on Sunday. We'll all be giving our picks on Sunday at the tailgate on Big Play Game Day live from Berkeley Front Airport. The Browns opened in this game plus two and a half at home. Underdogs at home. This line has been all over creation because of that Joe Burrow injury. Listen, guys, Joe Burrow was always going to play in this game. As soon as they saw that that thing wasn't torn off the bone, they knew that it was going to be enough time for Joey B to be right for that game. Plus two and a half dogs in your home stadium. I feel like that's about right. Chris, you think the Browns win the opener for the second consecutive year, this time in Cleveland in front of their home fans? Once again, I'm going all positive. As we sit here on Labor Day, it's a beautiful day outside, Nick. We haven't even gotten the full fall weather. In fact, it's hotter than heck out there at the at the uh, air show right now. Yeah. I, I got to believe that the Browns come out strong. I, I want to say that they're going to win this game. I'm a positive fan, like I said, as we sit today, so... I'm going to bet with my heart and a little bit with my head once again because I do like these additions that we made in the offseason once again. And going in at two and a half, you know, the typical 
um, game in the NFL. You're going to see three points for the home team. We're the home team here. We're getting two and a half points, uh, less than a field goal. I like our chances. I hope we start off strong here because that's what it's going to take. I think kind of punch them in the face, see how they react, because I think the Bengals are going to come in here with a bit of a swagger. They're going to want to show the world that, hey, we are here. We are the class at the AFC. And Joe Burrow is going to want to show everybody that, hey, I'm okay. Didn't play in the preseason. Legs okay. I'm all good. I'm confident behind this new look line that's been an issue in the past. It's been a sin yeah. for the Bengals. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be good. Let's be confident for the season. So let's step them back. Let's punch them in the face a little bit, get them staggered back, and then set ourselves up for a run in the division and ultimately, hopefully, in the playoffs. You know, and I get that a lot of people are nervous about this matchup, and rightfully so. The Bengals are a good team, but if there is one thing to mention about this Cincinnati Bengals group, Joe Burrow's record against the Browns, 1-4. and four. And if Joe Woods could find a way to rattle you, Lo and behold, waiting to see what Jim Schwartz does on Sunday. I'm a true believer of what I saw this preseason. I hope that I'm right because I think that this defense has the potential, the opportunity to be special. And when I say special, I mean top three in the National Football League. I think it all could begin on Sunday if things look good against Joe Burrow and those Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm going to ride with you, Chris. I'm going to say, yes, the Browns will win the opener for the second consecutive year. And the reason is because... Not Deshaun Watson, not Elijah Moore, none of the flash, but it's Jim Schwartz and his ability to get that defense the way that we thought that it should look for the last two seasons. How great is it going to be out there at the tailgate? I'm just thinking about this game, you know, and just being out there again. Cincinnati, Battle of Ohio. You know, this isn't like Carolina. This isn't like Jacksonville. We have got a division foe. Everybody's excited. Everybody's already talking that P word. They're talking playoffs. They're thinking this team is on its way up. And and it's hard to disagree with them. I mean, this is a team that should be on the come. And this is the big year, not only for everybody we've already mentioned, but also for Kevin Stefanski. Yep. And it it is going to be a big year for him. And right now, we're going all positive i'm not talking stefanski what i am talking is i've gotten a couple texts this week chris throughout the week people know um you know in my friend circle that we work very closely with typico sportsbook call it what it is and we maybe even will have a little bit of control in what we would like to see boosted for our dog pound community of people on social media in the big play universe. So what we're going to do is we are going to put together a few prop bets to parlay together for week one and boost this bad boy on Tipico. Sounds good. Sounds good. So we're going to go how many legs in this thing? What do you want to do? Because uh, obviously you we could go safe and we could just go two legs. But I think to make it so a the true holy parlay, trinity, you, you got to go with three, at least a three-leg parlay. Okay. Can we agree on that going in? Okay, three-leg parlay. And then do we just come out guns a-blazing right now? We both picked the Browns to win this game. Do we put Browns money line in there? Uh, <laughs> let, let's, start, let's start on the first couple of legs. All right, we got to get some players in here, right? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> the, okay. O- the offense, we've already talked a lot about Deshaun know. Watson, yep. right? But there's another player in that backfield. We need to have a big day, right? We all know it. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's got to be running the ball. He's got to be running the rock out there, spreading things out so that Deshaun Watson can work within that, that area. Um, how many yards, Nick? You know, I'm, I am i don't worry about Chubb ever, but I think that this is a year where – they're going to want to throw it a lot more. 
However, I think that's a good thing for Chubb. I think them throwing the ball more opens up bigger running lanes for the guy. I think Chubb is going for at least 60, 70. Oh, it's got to be more than that. Do we go safe, though? What if we go right. safe on this parlay and bet it down and just go 50? 50 yards for Chubb. That like should an be easy so one. doable. An easy bar for week one for Chubb. A layup? 50 yards. 50 yards? Uh, come on. Who, who's backing him up this week? He could get 50. Yeah. Jerome I mean, Ford, Ford, still yeah. doubtful for this game. It could very well be Pierre Strong Jr. We had Jake Trotter on the show last yeah. week saying that that could be the RB2 for the Browns. They're going to run Chubb. I think 50 yards should be a layup. All right. So we got a player in there. Then you look at the over-under. That's always unpredictable in week one. I don't want to pick a Cincy over under and have them contribute at all because Burrow could damn well be gimpy in this game. How many points the Browns going to score? Elijah Moore, healthy. Deshaun, healthy. And finally, a regular preseason, a regular offseason for Deshaun. I think the Browns are going to put up some numbers in this game. And we haven't seen anything from the offense so far. No. I mean, we've They've seen Deshaun it. out there and, and a I little like, bit. They, I like how direct Stefanski and Deshaun have both been about that. Like, we're going to just get our work in, but we're not giving anything away. There's wrinkles that we have up our sleeves. We are not giving anything away. We've seen a bit of Najoku out there. He's looked good. He's yeah. one that I'm always high on, yeah. you know, and it never quite works out. This is the season, though, Nick, for Najoku. This is the season for this offense, I think. I like this offense doing some big things again this year, or f- this year that it, they haven't done in the past. So should we go conservative again? Because it, we should we just fade what our brains think what, and what go you, all like a touchdown, conser- like like. 10 points. Browns are Browns are going to have 10 points in this game. For yeah. sure. You're making it nice. So so far we've got Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb's 50, 50 yards, yards and the Browns to score 10, 10 points. points. All right. Cuz we're having them boost this. Right. And I'm told it could be a generous boost. But are the Browns going to win? Is the last leg that we need to throw now, in here, Chris? I I bet now for for a while, right? Yeah. We've had it legal all year long. And it's always that last leg that yeah. always gets you, right? Yeah. And it's always <laughs> it's always something like to win. And it's killed me this season. Yeah. It's killed me this season on the, the Guardians. Guardians. The Guardians. I'll have something great. Jose Ramirez gets a hit. You know, Stephen Kwan gets a couple of bags. And, by the way, the Guardians win. And it's always that piece that gets us. So the other thing we could do is we could fade a team we don't like. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We just avoid the Browns. We avoid we're the not Browns we're not gonna be the curse. There there'll mm-hmm. right. be people out there that try to pin us. I've made that long drive back from the stadium, right? I gotta drive two hours back home and it's been bad. So I don't wanna bring by my betting on them to double it up, right? Double up that pain. Now we're going to the football betting. We didn't really have this last year. This is the first year. So what if we fade somebody like the hated Steelers? You know, I'm looking at the schedule here, the Chris. 49ers is your opener if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. That front, we're talking about the Browns front. That 49ers front is legit against baby hand picket. Do we go baby with baby hand picket? Do we go with Steelers to lose? Turn this into a little game same game parlay plus action. On Where are they playing that game at? They're playing it in Pittsburgh. They're playing it's a, it in it's Pittsburgh. a fellow one o'clocker. It's a fellow one o'clocker, so by the end of by four o'clock, we're gonna know the result of this entire bet. Oh, you're saying we do it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm saying I'm taking the Niners. Let's go, baby. Wow. Let's go, Niners. They're gonna make that trip from the coast, come over to PNC or whatever the hell they're calling it these days, and they're gonna beat the Steelers. Let's go. So here's our bet, and it is locked in. 
on Typico Sportsbook. They are going to give it the old, good old-fashioned big play boost. We have Nick Chubb rushing for over 50 yards. We have the Browns offense scoring at least 10 points. All the Browns have to do in this game is score 10 points. And the Steelers to lose straight up to the San Francisco 49ers. Those three things are the only three things that need to happen. And we will be winners in our first Browns SGP of the year on Typico Sportsbook. I, I like how that looks a lot. I feel good about it. I feel good about it, too. Hopefully, when I email this over, they're not like, guys, uh, what did you cook? <laughs> you know, like, what? this is what you guys put together. But I think they're going to like it. It's Chubb a winner. 50 yards. That should be a lay down. Knock on wood. Well, knock I'm saying wood. all this, knock right? Browns to score at least 10 points. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Could you our imagine? offense, come on. Come on. Come on. Steelers to lose straight up. Let's go Niners. Let's knock go on Niners. Wood. Here we go. All right. All right. That's it. We're locking it in. We got to move on from the Browns because as we lock in our same game parlay is as my nerves start to grow for this game on Sunday. And as we tape this show, it's only Monday. So there's a, there's many a days to go. And one of yeah. those days will be the NFL season opener on Thursday where the Lions will travel to Arrowhead, play the Kansas City Oof. Chiefs, Detroit plus six and a half dogs at home. The over under is 54 in this game. And uh, Dollar Dog wants to do another same game parlay in this one. Give me any leg in this thing that's going to hit. What do you like, Chris? Oh, boy. What, what is the passing yards for Mahomes in this for game? Because I would be interested to see what that number is going to be. This is a tough What would you like it at? Is, because I was looking at the Typico app last night, and they, you, know, you could also do like some alternate passing yards. So say you don't feel comfortable with what it's at at the actual spot, whatever they have it listed, let's say 275, and you wanted to go a little conservative like what we just did, you could bet it down, obviously not the same odds. Well, I'd love to have it at like 200 if I can get it at 200, <laughs> maybe 250. I mean, I think that's a tough draw. You have the Lions who are supposed to be pretty good this year, right? Patrick they, Mahomes is at 301 and a half. Th 301 and a half. I could see that going over. This is a primetime game. This is a nationally televised game, the first one to kick off the season. A lot of times you'll see the teams come in and strength on on strength. You're going to see Mahomes, I think, put up some numbers in this one. So I'm going to go the over on Mahomes. Mahomes. I like the passing yards. All right. And you know me. I'm from Cleveland. I got to go with the guy from Cleveland, Travis Kelsey. Nice. Anytime touchdown score. First game of the season. You always count on your goats. Travis Kelsey's fine in the end zone. Chris has Mahomes going over 300 passing yards. That's on Thursday. And you guys know we didn't forget about our Cleveland Guardians. They are still in action and somehow still alive. So we're going to make some bets on them as well. Busy week, busy week. NFL kicks off, but Tuesday we got Guardians and Twins rematch of last week. It's going to be Bybee versus Sonny Gray. We're doing another same game parlay for this one on Tuesday. And I'm going to go with the same thing. I'm going Tanner Bybee over on strikeouts. I like Typical, that. I pick that. your number. I think yeah. Bybee is an absolute dog, and I'm going to ride with his over. He's, I just love what I've seen from the dude. He's a stud. And, you know, I was at the game yesterday. Unfortunately, the Guardians lost that game. Now, fortunately, the Twins also lost yesterday. So now you come into a huge series. What are we, five back right now? Yeah, yeah. So make up three games. Let's sweep out those Twins. Get them out of town and be only down two. And then – 
hey, we've got an outside shot at that point. But you got to win all three games. Let's roll with Bybee on this bet. Bybee, as well as Guardians' money line, will keep it a nice, crisp, two-leg same-game parlay for you guys on a Tuesday. Thank you so much for watching another episode of the Reflog Show right here on Big Play. We'll see you guys Sunday down here at yes. Berg Lakefront Airport. Come on, get your drink on. Come meet some iconic Cleveland football legends yeah. and hang out with the Big Play crew. You guys know how we do it. It's going to be a fun time. Until then, we'll see you. Peace. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play Reflux Show.